How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, pack your bags. We're heading to Qatar. Qatar for the World Cup. Uh, Let's go. In just two days here. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little soccer. The only time that we talk soccer on the Sports Appeal, you know, it's it's a, it's a pretty big rule that soccer is not spoken on here. But the World Cup's huge. I mean, who doesn't want to watch the World Cup um, especially when US, the U.S. is in it for the first time in, what, eight years? So that is... Yeah, and, uh, and a compelling we'll team. See. Young, but compelling. Yeah, and we'll go through it. We'll just spend a little time kind of previewing it is on Sunday. So just kind of look uh, here. We'll have you know a whole week of off from work and school to kind of watch the first rounds and see who comes out of these, uh, these groups here. So it should be fun to talk about that as well. We'll also get into football um, and talk about week 11. Week 11 is here. We'll preview that for you. Some good games this week. Obviously, that Cowboys-Vikings game, probably game of the week there uh, on the 4 o'clock slate. And then a good Chiefs-Chargers Sunday night action. Keenan Allen, he's practicing. It's it's a miracle. Don't know if he'll play, but he is practicing. It's great to see there. Um, and then uh, we have some Pac-12 action in uh, college football this weekend, which is, uh, which is, wait, wait, it might be the only thing we're talking about in college football. This yeah. Weekend. It's, it's, it's a little rough around the, uh, the other games here. You got, you got some blowouts that are going to come for these top teams. You know, the rankings not going to, you know, switch that much this week, but USC UCLA is definitely a big one. And then obviously Utah, Oregon, um, later in the night, which should kind of show us the route of who's going to be in that PAC 12 championship. And if any of them really have, have a chance it's probably usc who has the best chance to make that final four if something were to crazy you know happen at the top which it's called it's college football you know anything can happen these last couple weeks and the sad thing is is that our ucf game is at 11 a.m in the morning which i've mm. never heard of in my life against navy and the utah oregon the game i want to watch the most is at 10 30 at night like yeah. could they have screwed the schedule up any worse you know the 11 a.m. is just ridiculous. I've never, I've truly never seen that ever uh, for a ranked team, even if they're playing Navy, and then it's at 11 a.m. Uh, I will not be up for that one. I don't think so. You're not, you're not tailgating with us. At seven. Yeah, at, at at 6 a.m. I don't know. It's 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 a rough. Not open uh, at seven. Open oh, seven, seven. All right, I'll, I'll 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 drink a beer with you at seven if if that's what I have to do. All right, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. Let's get into week 11. Uh, also talk about Kevin Durant. He's got some things to say about the yeah. Nets and their struggles yeah. as of late. Uh, let's get into it. Let's run it. And oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Steps into it. Today's episode started off with those comments from Kevin Durant. Uh, we haven't talked about the NBA a lot right now as we're in the midst of, you know, the end of college football and then the middle, really the jam-packed NFL season. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about the NBA, but one note is the Nets are struggling mightily. They're 6-9 and nine right now. They're 12th in the East. Uh, they look absolutely horrible, obviously firing Steve Nash a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then obviously with the Kyrie kind of, issues right now he's not playing for them uh so this team right now is kevin durant and a bunch of other guys and that's what we've known the brooklyn nets are but they should have kyrie irving in there and have two stars to make them you know a really good team but with kyrie irving not in there katie has been kind of 
you know, sharing sharing some comments that may be a little mm. bit too truth, truthful um, a, about the Nets team and where he kind of stands. Basically, summing it up that uh, his you know his trade request in the summer he doesn't you know regret or he doesn't you know have any changes about right now. Uh, he he basically doesn't like all this pressure being on him that he has to carry this team. He was calling his teammates out. He called Nick Claxton out. Uh, he called Royce O'Neal out um, and also Joe Harris. And he basically said, with these guys on the floor, what do you want us, you know, what's your expectation of us? Which, first of all, ouch, you know, to just put your teammates under the bus right there uh, and say that, you know, y- you know you're going to have to be the reason that a win comes out every night, um, which it's not. It, it, it's not false. He's not, you know, yeah. not telling the truth, but it's kind of something that you don't really say out loud. I think it's just the frustration boiling up all the way for Kevin Durant to this point. I think he's frustrated at the Nets. I think he's frustrated probably the most at Kyrie Irving right mm-hmm. now and, and, and the selfishness that, you know, he's portraying right now to not be able to be on the court. It's pretty obvious Kyrie doesn't really care about playing basketball anymore because, you know, if he did, he'd probably be back on the court by now, by doing all the things that the Nets have asked him to do after his, you know, just pretty, you know, terrible comments over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, what's what's your your view on on the Nets right now and their situation? Because I mean, I didn't even mention Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons, man, it's just it. it, it I, there's it's there's over. no much. There's it's nothing over. else I have to say. You know, it's it's he's he's playing 20 minutes, 25 minutes a game right now. He's putting up five points, five rebounds, like. It, I just don't know what he what okay. he really is. I got plenty to say. Number one, it, it, this falls on Nets management for even making that yeah, trade in the first place. I agree. Right? There was no reason to bring Ben Simmons in. People need to realize when a talent is done, and mm-hmm. he is done mentally, physically, whatever you want to call it. You, you max contracted a guy who plays twenty minutes and puts up five points a game. You're an idiotic front office, number one, and you deserve to be crap. Number two, Kevin Durant, shut up, right? I mean, the fact that you said, look at our starting lineup, Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me. It's no disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You called out the four (laughs) other members of your starting team and basically told the world that they suck. You know, go f yourself, Kevin. What, what, Get off what your do you, high what horse. What do you think they're they're taking from that statement? You know, yeah, right? Like, oh, I can't wait to go play with Kevin now. Right, you know? right. Because you know, no disrespect, Russell Neal's a good NBA player. Joe Harris is a pretty good NBA player. Nick, Nick Cla- Claxton's, Claxton's a hell of an athlete. Is yep. is a great is a great player at what he does. So I mean, there. You know, this is this isn't something new we're learning about Kevin Durant. You know, we we know what he is, and we know the type of person. That he is in terms of being a teammate you know he literally left to join the already previous champs to just get an easy ring and went Correct. to golden state he obviously took the doesn't, words right out of my mouth he obviously doesn't like the, exact the pressure thing. and being you know under all this pressure to do it himself because apparently he doesn't think that he can which is pretty mind-boggling to me because i think everyone knows the player that kevin durant is one of the greatest of all time so i don't know why He's lacking this. I don't know if it's confidence or something in himself because it sounds like like he doesn't believe that he can, you know, carry this team. When you see other other teams right now are getting carried by their star player, the, I just went to the Mavs uh, Magic game. Uh, the Magic actually, actually beat the Mavs. That Mavs team, when you really look at it and watch them live, it's a bad team. It's Luka. It's, it's not it's good. Luka. It's not no. a good team. 
No. And Luka Doncic carries that team every single night. So Luka's every, not asking. And loves doing it. Luka's, and never calls out his teammates. Luka doesn't call out his teammates and say that he can't win because he wins with with them by by being the star player. So I don't I don't know what Kevin Durant's problem is where if you know why he doesn't believe that he can do it and that he has to call out his teammates like this, but you know, it's nothing new. It's nothing new we're learning about KD. He's done this in the past. He's, you know, he has his cupcake nickname for a reason. And, you know, this is kind of the well, the stigma that's going to be on, on Kevin Durant, you know, past hey, you, when he's and, done with his career. Right. AJ, have you heard Trey Young trash his teammates? Have yeah. you heard Jimmy Butler trash his teammates? Have you heard, uh, what's his name on uh, Boston, um, who you love? Um, why am I blanking? Oh, my God, dude. Their best player. I, Help a brother out. Who are you referring to? Um, The Celtics. Oh, the Tatum? Tatum. Uh, have you ever I had a I had a mental block? <laughs> yeah. Right. Have you ever heard of Tatum? You know, sitting there and, and calling out his team, especially when all those injuries happen. No. When you're the leader of your team, you go out there and you play and you and you take ownership. Hey, I haven't been playing my best. I know I have to be the best player out there. That's what they're paying me two hundred million dollars for. Right. My teammates are putting in a lot of effort. We're down a few guys. You know, we need Kyrie back. We need Ben to pick up his game, you know, which we, we really feel confident that he can do. Like, you, you act like a leader. Like, the words yeah. that are coming out of his mouth are disgusting. I think it was like, the—I I just believe that that what he said was the opposite of what he should is kind of like what you're saying. You know, the, his, his, you know, his position is to be a leader and, you know, he should be focused on getting Kyrie back, talking to him. What, what are you doing right now? You know, what— do do what the Nets are having you do. You know, you made a mistake. You got to own up to it, and you got to you know pay your dues to to get back on the floor. You know, we need we need you to to help me out to you know help this team out. And I just don't think he really cares about that. And I don't think that's I think that's why he's not doing it. He's just kind of expecting things to happen and the Nets to just win when you know he's got to really you know honestly play better himself. Uh, you know, on the court this year. So, hey, before before you jump ahead, just th- two things I got to because I know you're not going to mention with all the other stuff we got to mention, but it's real quick. I just wanted your your opinion. Number one, you know, college basketball is in full swing. I, I love this UCF team. It's really I'm excited about where they're going. But were you shocked that Michigan State beat Kentucky and te- and Texas beat Gonzaga this so week? So two, well, the uh, you have that game and then you have the Kansas Duke game. Three excellent games that I actually were able to watch all three, um, starting with that Michigan State, Kentucky. Michigan State's got a good team, uh, really not good. They're going to be ranked now. No, they, and they they lost to Gonzaga by one, and I still think yeah. Gonzaga is good, even though they lost to Texas. But Texas is all, also good. You have a lot of good teams in college basketball this year of because of what we talked about before the year. There's a lot of guys that are returning. You know, they mm-hmm. these are teams at the top are old teams that have a lot of experience uh, with the tournament. So. You know, you got you got a lot of good teams. So when you talk about Michigan State, Michigan State, man, they played a really good game. They are excellent defensively. Uh, they were playing excellent defense on Kentucky. Um, Kentucky, I have a feeling this team is a lot like last year. Remember when they were number two in the country or they were the two seed and they lost to St. Peter's? You know, they have an underwhelming, you know, year. I just kind of see that happening again. I, I don't think it's a bad team. You know, you got Shibway for some reason came off the bench. I don't know if that's just because of the situation of the game, but came off the bench. Uh, they got a, they, they, they got a lot of good players, but even Shibwe, 
Um, I don't know if he's the type of player that can carry this team to all the way to a championship. But if you look at Michigan State, Joey Hauser has been there what seems like 10 years. You know, you got uh, you got Tyson Walker feels like he's been there another, you know, six as well. Hogard, A.J. Hogard, this is his fourth year. Um, he's going to be a senior. This is all seniors in the start, starting lineup, all guys that have been in the tournament in the past three years. Michigan yeah. State really underrated. Uh, you got Kansas Duke in that game. Uh, Kansas. Jalen um, Wilson is a player, man. Yeah, Ooh. Kansas is still a really good team. I think Duke is another one that is a little uh, overrated there. Uh, you know, they, they, they have, they're, they're young. They're the only exception. They're the young team. They got three of the top, you freshman. know, freshmen in the league. Kyle Flipkowski is, is a really good uh, seven-footer that can space the floor, and he's kind of their best player. They're also dealing with injuries. They don't have some of those rookies that were, are their yeah. top. So in this game, the fact that they kept it close, I guess I'll give them credit, but I think this team's a little young, and they don't have, you know, Apollo Bancaro type of yeah. players. So I think that that they're a little young this year in Kansas, you know, losing their basically their whole team, you know, still has, you know, some good players. We, you just said, you know, Jalen Wilson uh, is, is a fifth year senior. Um, and then also you have Grady Dick, who is, you know, a mm -hmm. top five uh, recruit this year, who is showing that he's a very talented athlete. So Kansas should be, be up fun. there once it's again. And then fun. that uh, Texas game, Texas Gonzaga, Texas kills yes. Gonzaga, Texas, man. Uh, Marcus Carr, you know, has, it is his six year, his like actual six year Marcus Carr, and then you have uh, uh, Tyrese Hunter, who's the ISU transfer who put down twenty six. So they are for real as well. Gonzaga um, doesn't have as strong as it you know team as they usually do, but they still have Timmy, they still have Strother. You know that team should still be there um, when we talk about March. So that's just some college basketball updates for you just earlier in the year. Since you're you're usually on it, and then my other thing is. Did you see that the Mets are trying to sign Verlander? I did see that. You know the, like, the I, look the baseball uh, the baseball you know off season is so weird. You got so many rumors going around. Now you have tampering allegations going around with the Yankees and the Mets with Aaron Judge. Uh, there's some weird stuff going on with the Mets. I just uh, this guy's forty years old, and you're gonna. So what is our pitching staff going to be? A forty year old Verlander and a forty one year old Max Scherzer. Yeah, or we just, it is? you like, know we we love the old pitchers that are uh, on Jesus their final years. Christ. But all right, moving on. So let's move on. Uh, let's go to the Pac-12 in college football. That's what we'll talk about um, for this weekend in college. USC, UCLA, and Utah, Oregon are the two headline games. USC, obviously, number seven. In the rankings this week, um, they have probably the only chance to to somehow no. finish in the top four. That. I think so. Um, I, think I don't think a, a two loss team, unless their name is LSU, is going to get in that top four. Not, totally disagree. I think if Oregon, I think if Utah or Oregon wins this week and then wins the Pac-12, they're they're all have resumes that are strong enough to potentially be a four, be number four. When you consider if TCU loses and uh, Michigan loses to Ohio State, you could definitely make a case for either one of these Pac-12 teams, even with two losses, to jump uh, Tennessee and Clemson. All right, but if you look at USC, I, I predict them to, to win this week easy. Uh, oh, UCLA yeah, I, just I lost. Too. UCLA just lost to Arizona, which is one of the worst football programs over the last decade, <laughs> and I don't know how they you know lost ruining their season. Basically, I think USC goes in and wins. 
in UCLA. I don't think that's, it's probably the easiest place to play on the road and it's right, you know, next to each other. Uh, and then yeah, you forget that crowd will be there too. Who is USC's rival? Notre Dame. That's a big game. Notre Dame is going to be in that top fifteen probably in a week. Mm-hmm. You know that that's mm-hmm. a team that's been playing really good. So they have another ranked team. If they're able to win that uh, that game as well, and then go to that Pac twelve and win, it's going to be hard to keep USC out of this top final they four. Depending abs- on what happens, you know, it doesn't with, matter what happens. If USC wins out, USC is in the. Will I agree. I, I think so as well. I think in that Utah Oregon game. I like or I like Oregon as well. I think if this was in Utah and we talked about how Utah is one of the hardest places to play, I'd, I'd pick differently. But Oregon's been playing really good football. Look at the season that Bo Nix is having—a really good year. He's having almost three thousand yards, twenty-four touchdowns, and five picks. Uh, they've been rolling. They just lost to Washington, but I think they bounced back, beat Utah, and they have Oregon State. You know, next it's also a ranked team. So this Pac-12 is kind of lucking out. They're having a good year um, there at the top. So. You know, I think Oregon wins, USC wins. Is that going to, if they win out, is that the Pac-12 championship right there? Yes. All right, so that would be yeah. a, a really good matchup there. And then you're going to have to have that conversation about if, if if Oregon wins, that's, you know, wins out, that's two ranked wins in a row. If USC wins out, that's two ranked wins in a row. Uh, then you play that, that conference championship game. It, it, you're right. It's going to be hard to keep either one of those teams out of the final four considering right. that Tennessee, you know, is there, they're probably not going to play in that SEC championship. You know, you got Michigan who, if they lose to Ohio state, there's no chance that they get in, um, you know, and, and some of these other teams down there, Alabama's not going to play for their championship, you know, Clemson. I don't know if they have the schedule or, you know, the, the opponent in their championship game, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to have that resume in there. So a lot of spots are going to open up depending on how this SEC goes in that Ohio state, Michigan state game um, yeah. there. So definitely a, Fun last couple of weeks. Both. <laughs> I agree with you on both uh, both picks. Yeah. So I think that uh, it's gonna you know it's gonna be a fun last couple of weeks here in college football. A lot of you know opportunities to really you know move into that top four. All right, let's get to our NFL World Cup soccer. Oh, we gotta no, get to World, World Cup soccer. Cup. Football. Yeah. I meant, you, you think Foot- I said football? I said football. We're getting uh. to. Uh, uh, the World Cup here before we get to football. Let's get to uh, these groups here. Look, you know, we're not going to get in depth on this. No, uh, let's just pick uh, who, who's going to come out on of this, each group. On this the soccer two, the two stuff. two teams that come out of each group. I'll say this. The, the, the favorites are Brazil and France right now for good reason. Excellent team yeah. stacked all the way around. Um, and, and that's kind of what I know right now. I, I love France. You know, Kylian Mbappe is just an excellent mm-hmm. player. So it should be fun to watch them. Uh, group A, you got Cutter. Uh, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Um, I really like Senegal, and this is not like a funny joking mm-hmm. pick. Senegal is a team of of guys that just live and breathe soccer. They just play soccer in Senegal. They they literally um, that's all they do. I I actually was watching them because one of uh, the players on on the team is from Senegal um, over at UCF, and he was super into their soccer team. Their soccer team's really good. They were able to win, I think, the African Cup. Uh, last year, so this yep. is probably the best team in Africa. They they live, breathe, you know, go to sleep, and then they play soccer. Uh, so I, I I think Senegal comes out of of Group A with obviously the Netherlands with the uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. Yes. Well, the Netherlands will will <laughs> will go three and zero in this division. They they are excellent. They are going to breeze in Group A, and I agree. I think Senegal will just edge out Ecuador. 
All right, so that's group that's A. Group A. We agree on Group A. Or group, group B: England, Iran, USA, and Wales. This one's a tough one. I mean, what would I? What 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 kind of you know citizen and and patriotic <laughs> person would I be if I didn't pick the uh, the USA there? I think they got a good squad. You know, based on what I've seen, based on what I've heard, you got Pulisic, who's who's probably you know the best player on this team. It's a young team, so should be fun to watch there. I think the USA comes out. Then you got England and Wales. Wales is a is a good team as well. You got uh, uh, Gareth Bale, who's a, you know mm-hmm. a star player um, that that plays for them. But you know when you look at England, I think they have you know too much history, too much uh, pride that they really have to get out of the group stage. So I'll take England and, and USA. Same. All right, Group C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Here, Argentina is Messi playing? Yes, I believe that he yeah, is. So you got Messi and Argentina. I'll take him. And then, you know, Mexico is also, you know, a team that has a lot of good players. You know, they're usually running that uh, that that North and South America tournament. Uh, so I really like uh, Mexico and Argentina to come out. Oh, no doubt. Did, did, did you see the stat about Argentina, their win streak right now? I didn't. Oh, Argentina right now has won 30 stri- 36 straight matches. Wow. It's 36. 36. Yeah, so I guess they're not going to lose uh, probably in this group stage for, no for a little bit. All right, no Group chance. D, France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go France at one. And the other one, Yes. Uh, I probably would go Denmark here just yeah, to 100%. Uh, pick them. I don't think Australia um, has that great of a team. And then Tunisia, I'm not sure. No, uh, you know, congrats, congrats on making sure. it to uh, the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. I think you another easy one. You go Spain and Germany yep. here, uh, and and I think that's that's what it's going to be. Group F: uh, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Belgium has a really good team. Uh, they have Lukaku. They got Hazard, uh, and then they also have uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I believe, on that one. So that's a really good uh, team as well. So I'll go Belgium, uh, and then you know these other teams. Croatia usually. You know, has done so, has made some noise. They definitely made some noise in last World Cup. I remember their run was really good. So I'll take Croatia as well as Belgium. This is going to be a very, very tough group. Very. Uh, very. I mean, there's no doubt you could see. I, I literally, I mean, you could honestly see any of these guys coming out. You know, they're, they're all pretty decent. I like, I like, it's weird. I, I like Croatia. You know, I, I think I was watching their one of their friendlies a little while ago. It was on TV, and I just was like, well, I might as well watch since the World Cup's going on. Solid team, man. Big, fast. Like, I think Croatia and Belgium come out of this group. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I think I think so as well. Morocco, Canada usually does compete in soccer, yeah. but I think that's the, the two picks there. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Brazil, the favorite. I think they get out of the group stage there, and then I'll take Switzerland to join them as well. I'll go Brazil and Serbia. All right, so first uh, disagreement there. You'll take Serbia in Group G, and then Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, my team. Uruguay. And South, uh, South Korea, I'll take Portugal with, with Ronaldo, and then I'll take Uruguay, my team that I usually, for some reason, root for because Edison Cavani is my favorite player, and he's still playing there at 35. Uh, they still got a really good team. Luis Suarez is there, so... It's an old team, yep. but I think they get out with Portugal there. Agreed. All right, all right. take and your uh, take who, your who winner. I, I I still take France. I still think they're the best team. 
Uh, I think they have probably the easiest division there uh, to get out of the group stage, so nothing to worry about there. And then I think they eventually win it all and win two in a row. All right. I am going to go with Messi. I'm going with Argentina, Argentina. to win it all. I am. I'm riding that win streak. I think that it's a dominant team. I think Messi, it's his last chance. Let's do this. I think, what, he's 35? He's, you know, it is prime. Yep. And, and I'm going to say they beat Germany in the finals. So that's that's wow. my goal. I think this German team is young. It's good. I just, uh, it's kind of like where the U.S. will be in four years. So yeah. I just think they're one step ahead. So I'm going to go Argentina over Germany. But I, my, my back my back pick just to be you know a loser is is Argentina over Brazil and that would be the craziest World Cup ever. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. I I still think France wins. I think somehow they meet Belgium in the final. Okay. I think Belgium's a really good team. Uh, All right. So be some World Cup picks, you know, happy soccer fans, you happy know, for the three fans. for the three that listen uh, on the podcast. <laughs> you, so. know, you, you know, Doug, we have we have a friend, Doug, that will hopefully be listening because of this reason. Yeah, so hopefully we, uh, you know, tell your friends that we talked about soccer for, you know, eight minutes, I believe. So that was fun there, but let's get back to actual football uh, here. Week 11 in the NFL. Uh, Let's get to our picks. Let's get to our fancy start in Sinems. We got about, what, three weeks left of regular season fantasy football. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. I'm, you know, huddling around five and five in every single league. So I'm on the, you know, cusp of fantasy right now. It's lose one, win one every week as we deal with the mass amount of injuries and just the no running backs that I have in any of my leagues as usual. Um, So let's start with Thursday night here. Titans Packers Packers favored by three coming off that victory against the Cowboys. Um, Honestly, I just, you know, my, my non analysis pick would just go to the Titans just because of my hatred last week. But you know, my actual (laughs) analysis pick would be to pick the Packers at home again. Uh, You know, they're coming off a win that, basically saves their season. I don't think they're just going to, Aaron Rodgers is going to take that for granted. I think he's going to build on it. Um, they have the opportunity to get back to one game within uh, w- within being to 500. Um, and they play the, they look at the Eagles, you know, in two weeks. So they got to win this game, especially on a Thursday night. Uh, the Titans have been struggling uh, offensively, no matter who's their quarterback. So I think that, you know, Packers defense builds a little on last week and gets, uh, gets another win. So it's going to be really, 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 really cold. Right. Yep. So very, very cold and very snowy in some parts of the uh, the, the Northeast. Northeast this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Northeast for sure. Uh, yeah. So here's the one thing. Here's the one stat that has me going in a different direction. So we're already starting off different. I'm picking Tennessee to win the game. Right. In, do you know, in the last six games, Tennessee has allowed less than 20 points in every game. And they've less they've allowed less than 100 yards rushing. They're the number two team in the league against the rush. Something that was the Achilles heel of Dallas's defense last week. And the only reason Green Bay won last week was run, run, run. And that opened up the play action pass. And then, you know, Rodgers threw 10 passes and completed three of them to Christian Watson in the end zone. So I think that that game plan is not going to work against Tennessee. I think when it's cold out, the last thing I want to do is tackle, you know, Derrick Henry, come in with a full head of steam at me. I think this goes back to showing the weaknesses of the Packers overall. And I think the Tennessee is going to squeak out a win tonight. And I'd love to see that. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see me be wrong. Um, if you're if you're looking at Christian Watson, and he's probably one of the major waiver wire pickups, I'm not playing him at all. 
Um, I, I think it's more of a one-game wonder than it is, oh, I'm going to put this guy as you know, a flex or a starting wide receiver. Um, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see him repeating that kind of output. Maybe he gets another touchdown, but I just don't see the, the, the Packers offense, you know, is just not throwing the ball enough this year. I don't see that happening again where he gets that type of volume that he did last game. And the Titans defense has still been really strong, you know, especially their secondary. So I, I don't see, you know, Christian Watson doing anything. I, I wouldn't start him this week. Hmm. All right, let's get to those one o'clock games here. Bears, Falcons to start. Falcons three-point favorites against the Justin Field-led Bears. He had, he's had, you know, some incredible weeks uh, leading up to this. Has just been running the ball um, incredibly. Uh, the Falcons uh, once was a team that was in first place in the NFC South a couple weeks ago. Has dropped a couple straight. Uh, so it's two of the bottom you know, barrel teams right now in the NFC, but two teams that are still kind of fighting uh, for they play in the NFC South. Hopes, you know. <laughs> so it's a yeah. interesting game here. Uh, my first pick is the Bears. Uh, I'll take them as underdogs. I I'll take Fields the way he's playing over how Mariota's playing right now. Um, you know, I think if you know the best case scenario for the Falcons this year would be uh, to how Mariota, if he was playing like Fields is right now, uh, I think they'd be, you know, have a couple more wins because I think the team has been playing solid all the way around, but Mariota's just not playing like that this year. You have Khalil Herbert go down on IR, so Montgomery doesn't have much competition to work with except his own quarterback. So I guess if you got to <laughs> play him, you know, if there's a week you got to play him, you put him in because he's, you know, the starting running back this week. But, you know, I think the Bears come in here. I think Fields continues to roll. Uh, and they get a win on the road. So this is going to sound really funny. I, I'm not coming around on fields. However, I can completely understand the fantasy impact that he's had. And this will be the second week in two different leagues that I'm playing against him. So last week he single-handedly beat me. So I just maybe this is part hatred. But if you look at the stats for Mariota and Fields throwing the ball for the entire season, Mariota has better stats. And when you look at the eye test, Mariota is actually a worse quarterback than Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about bottom-of-the-barrel quarterback, which is crazy. This Atlanta Falcons team shot themselves in a foot, shot shot themselves in the foot, in their foot, whatever, however you want to say it, um, a couple weeks ago when they lost to the Chargers, when they should have won that game, when they lost to Carolina and should have won that game. Like, this team is now on the down speed, goodbye, can't find I can't find any reason to get behind them. I will be picking the Bears. Oh, I can't Oof. believe I'm saying it out loud. Picking the Bears. Go Bears there. So we both take the Bears in that first one o'clock game. All right, let's go to snowy, very, very snowy uh Buffalo here against the Bills. One o'clock Buffalo by eight at over under sitting at forty two and a half. And I mentioned that because there is a projected six feet of snow. Six projected feet. Six feet. That is not oh, a. Uh, that game. Let, a, let me suit up. A typo there. Um, there's plenty of memes going around considering uh, starting running backs for both team. Nick Chubb is five eleven, and Devin Singletary is five seven. Uh, that they might not be able to play in the game <laughs> uh, with the uh, with the the snow <laughs> piled that high. Oh, I didn't see where you were going with that. Now I got it. <laughs> um, so, awesome. you know, you might want to sit Nick Chubb. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, who knows in this game? This is going to be another Buffalo November, December snow, snow bowl fest um, against yeah. you know, a team that likes to run the ball. So the Browns might not be affected 
that much. Um, so you might be, you know, Nick Chubb might have a lot of, you know, running to do. Uh, but on the Bills side, you know, I, you know, they should win this game. I'm picking the Bills to win this game and get back on track. But, you know, and, and they're obviously from Buffalo. So they're, they, I think they can expect, you know, what to do and, and how to play this game. I um, mean, Josh Allen's played in this game before. A lot of these other, you know, players that have been on the team for a while have played. So I'm not that concerned about the weather, but it is a little concerning how well the Browns run the ball and how, you know, running the ball is going to dictate this game. So I think yeah. the eight points is a little bit much. I think the Browns actually keep this close and it goes, you know, under that total close, low scoring game. But I think the Bills end up, you know, squeaking it out in the end. I picked it the exact same way. I was like, give me Buffalo, but I think the eight points is a lot And if that, this game is going to be that big of a mess. The problem with Cleveland is their defense is just so underperforming. I mean, this is literally one of the worst defenses in the league. They're, they're actually second worst in points allowed, right? I mean, there's not a game that Cleveland has played that has been under 43 total points. And trust me, it isn't because their offense is explosive. Yeah. So I, I think Buffalo gets back on track. I think... There's nothing wrong with Buffalo. It's just they just need to get healthy. Yeah, I think, you know, the health is a is a big priority. And, you know, they get to play, you know, a team that's been struggling. But I don't think this weather really helps their uh, their case this week that as much as it probably should to a Buffalo team. But, you know, they should they should end up, you know, edging this game out and, and getting a win. All right. Eagles Colts Eagles on the road favored by six and a half on a, on a new Colts team. You know, this is a. It's a brand new Jeff Saturday led, led, led Colts, you know, against an Eagles team that lost to the Commanders on Monday. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, keep saying that one until they uh, they get another win because then I'll have to <laughs> shut up. But losing to the Commanders, you know, at home, and now they play the Colts with a new head coach uh, and their quarterback back, and Jonathan Taylor coming off their best game. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to take the Colts. You know, I, I, I think the Eagles, we got to give some credit. I think they're a good enough team where they can bounce back and beat the Colts here. But it is an interesting kind of point that they just lost to the Commanders. And I think this Colts team is, is playing better after last week. It's just, you know, I, I, I think these games are going to be a little closer than they seem. Some of these, you know, better teams that are playing, you know, you know teams that they should probably definitely beat. It's on the road. Uh, I, you know, I think this game's close. I'll take the Eagles um, to win, but you know, it, it, Jonathan Taylor be on the lookout for another, you know, another good game because we've seen him, you know, break out and when, usually when he breaks out, he kind of has these these stretches where where he has a hundred yards and a touchdown and he just keeps building off of that. So, you know, I think they figured some things out last week. He had a big run last week. I think they keep going to him. Uh, and if they're if if he if he's able to have another game like last week, the Colts can win this game. But I will uh, I, I'll, I'll take the Eagles, you're, not happily. You're taking all you're taking all my notes away. So you know, the, it's interesting that the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles' biggest issues are against the run. Yeah. Right. For as good as this defense has played, the Eagles. I mean, their secondary has been a thousand percent better than I thought they were going to be. And the Chauncey Gardner pickup has been a the pickup of the year. But their run defense is suspect. Fletcher Cox and Hargrove were being pushed around by the Washington offensive line. And this Colts line last week looked really good. I think Matt Ryan back under center is giving this team a lot of confidence. I think you're exactly right. Jonathan Taylor goes on these runs. And I think that maybe mentally he's over his injuries and this will propel him 
I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts at home with the upset and give the Eagles two losses in a row because I think that the the formula for success mirrors a lot of what Washington will do to Philly. So uh, what Washington did to Philly. So I, I'm going to go with an Indianapolis stunner here. Wow, you're going with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I, right, I, I love it. I love it. I right, baby. I love that pick there. I hope I'm wrong um, on that pick again. So. Uh, let's go to Jets Patriots. We had this game a couple weeks back. Um, I really gave you know my you speech. Had that work out. I it was great for me. It was it was bad for you um, in terms of you riding your Jets. Uh, Patriots, you know, came out that win a couple weeks back. Uh, now you're you're playing the same team minus Brees Hall, and we've seen you know we we, we saw the Jets get a pretty big win over the Bills before their bye, uh, but I think yep. they come back here. I think the Patriots kind of look at this and say they win you know the bills you know have a little mess up and and lose there they're sitting at you know first in that division so i think the the patriots actually realize they have a real chance in in doing something here i think they have a team that is pretty well-rounded uh ramadre stevenson off the bye uh, getting some guys back on defense and you know i i think at home they they obviously own the jets as a you know as a franchise and i think at home that they're going to do it once again Five and one against the spread in their last six games against the Jets. They've won thirteen straight. You know, just winning against the Jets. I, I think they make it fourteen and, and cover that three. Streaks were meant <laughs> and made to be broken. That is what they and say. it will be broken this week. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. You can't stop the train, buddy. You can't stop them. After beating Buffalo, right? I mean, this is a team that in the last four games has beaten Miami, Green Bay, Denver on the road, lost a close one in New England. They are going to come back to New England and say, it's our time. Your time was passed. It is our time. I'm taking the Jets, man. Roll with it. Watch Roll Elijah it. Moore, baby, this week. Roll Elijah Moore with- is going to he's Elijah going to be coming Moore. back and doing something. This is the week Elijah Moore does something. You watch and see. Elijah Moore uh, yep. this year. Has a total um, of of sixteen catches. So did, did see, I give uh, you Rashard White last week? You did, you did. We'll see. We'll see if he did comes he run back for hundred yards. He did. Okay. So we'll see. You we'll wait. see if you're, you're you go two for two this week. All right, Rams Saints. Rams are a mess. Should they cancel uh, this game? <laughs> yeah, this is this is a mess. I never thought I'd be seeing the three and seven Saints and the three and six Rams uh, without Cooper Cup probably for the rest of the year at least four games. I'm taking the Saints at home. I think this Rams team just kind of wants to curl up and, you know, end this season. Will Stafford be back? I don't know. Wolf, you know, it looks like he might be back, but, you know, I don't think him and Wolford this year have been too much of a, you know, difference in when they're in the game. Uh, And now without Cooper Cup, you know, for for the Rams to to win this game and have a, you know, a statement win uh, to without Cooper Cup, you're going to have to see either Van Jefferson come back and, and, and do something and show up, or you're going to have to see Allen Robinson step up as a number one wide receiver. We haven't seen that this year. So until I see that, Allen Robinson's an, an intriguing start in fantasy. I'm on the edge of it. I have, you know, Keenan Allen in every league right now is sitting at the flex spot. If he is, you know, he's practicing limited right now. They're not sure if he'll play, you know, in all seriousness, if, if he does play and he, you know, logs a full practice, I'm playing Keenan Allen, but you know, Allen Robinson, though, if, if Keenan Allen's out, I'm I'm probably going to slot him into that flex, see what he can do. And I think if, if Allen Robinson has a big game and can pick up 
the slack of Cooper Cup, they can win. But I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. You know, I don't think he can live up and, and just be the Cooper Cup replacement. So I'll take the Saints. Um, I think that the biggest problem, honestly, for the Rams is their defense right now. It might not even be their offense, and their offense is pretty bad. So, you know, take Kamara and Olave to probably have some good games, and the Saints get the win at home. Yeah, I mean, my only question is, is it Van Jefferson that gets the load, or is it Ben Skoranek that picks up Cooper Cup's targets? You know, I mean, I don't believe in Allen Robinson. For some reason, there's just no connection there. So it always seems that when Cooper Cup is away, Ben Skoranek seems to get a lot of his type of same, you know, plays. So that might be more interesting to, to watch than the Van Jefferson thing. I don't think you could play either one of them right now. This team is a mess. I'm taking New Orleans at home. They're always better at home. Yeah, I I, I think so as well. Um, so you're riding the Saints with me too. All right, so yeah. we'll both ride the Saints against the Rams uh, as they are three-point favorites, which is just crazy uh, there. All right, Lions-Giants. Uh, I'm coming in with another anti-Giants pick. You already know it's, it's that time of the week. Uh, Giants at seven and two, uh, they're going to start dropping games. I just think they are. Uh, and this Lions team might be the best three and six team once again uh, for another year, as we you know say that pretty much on a yearly basis. Uh, they come off a big win against the Bears in a game that they probably shouldn't have won, and you know they were terrible on defense. They they couldn't contain Fields, but they end up winning. It just seems like there's there's just games where the Lions should win, they don't win. But games that they shouldn't win, you know, they, they end up winning. Who knows what this game's going to be, but they're three-point underdogs in New York. Um, I, I, I just think the Lions kind of match up good with the Giants. Um, you know, their offense has shown that they, they can move the ball against any defense, and I think that's what the Giants have. You know, that's the kind of what's been holding their team down is their defense. Um, and I think if the Lions are able to expose that and get back to what they were doing with their offense, you know, St. Brown has been playing really good when he's healthy. Uh, you know, Jamal Williams has just taken over as, yeah, as the starting the running Swift, back. Where uh, is so, you know, if they can run the ball with him, they can get it to St. Brown, I'll take the Lions in an upset. Listen, hey, Mr. Campbell, Coach Campbell, um, just here's the game plan. Yep. Stop 26, <laughs> okay? Put everybody in the box to stop 26. Right. If you stop Saquon Barkley and you lose to Daniel Jones's arm, so be it. Call it, hey, shake his hand, call him a winner. You know, I think Detroit's going to put everything in the box to stop Mr. Barkley. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think Detroit's going to win this week. Yeah. The, I, Jet, the Giants have to start losing games. Let's it, go. You know, let's, enough. They're the not Giants. good enough to be a 7-2 <laughs> team. They're not. So let's take the Lions in an upset there. Panthers, Ravens, Ravens. 13-point spread. I'll take the Ravens to win there. Would you lay the points, though? You know, it's tough. I don't think I, don't think I would lay the points. It, it's tough. I wouldn't. It's, you know, 13's a lot. Uh, I think they'll win. I think coming off the bye, they'll be fresh. They'll they'll win the yeah, game. I, look, I don't think anyone thinks they're not going to win. But know? look at their games I, this year. They they have they, they've been in one-score games the last six weeks. They lost to Buffalo by a score. They beat Cincy by, by two. Uh, they they lost to the Giants by four. They beat Cleveland by three. They beat Tampa right. by five. You know this team hasn't been close games. blowing it out. So I actually wouldn't lay the points in that aspect. But they're going to come back. Hopefully we see Mark Andrews come back. Oh, and actually please God, please be Gus tight Edwards end two and Mark whatever. Andrews. Can you please both come back and be healthy? That's yeah. all I ask. So we'll we'll see if the Ravens come back and uh, and continue. You know their winning ways that they've been doing this season for the most part. Uh, Commanders Texans 
Commanders coming off that huge win against Philly. They get Chase Young back this week confirmed. That's enough for me. I think the Commanders are going to turn this thing up a little bit, make it interesting, go to 6-5 and five and get to over 500 with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. He, he, he wins. I think they win against the Texans. You know, Chase Young getting back, even if it's in a limited, limited fashion, you know, it's going to boost that defensive line even more, and I think they get the win. And isn't it amazing that Heineke has realized that when I throw the ball to 17, you know, good things happen. I mean, McLaurin yeah. is your best weapon. Get him the ball. Yeah. You know, I think Washington wins this game easy. All right. So we go Washington there. Uh, four o'clock games, Raiders, Broncos. Uh, just the garbage of the AFC. <laughs> uh, in this one, you know, it, it, it's weird. I swear, if yeah. if the record was based on when I picked the team to win, I think the Raiders would be nine and zero right now. I'm pretty sure I I picked them to win every game this year, and they're two and seven. Uh, I'm, right, I'm right there with you, buddy. So why would I stop now? You know, I'm, I'll take the Raiders to beat the Broncos on the road in an upset. Um, I, I I don't have any reasoning for the pick. They're they're just a bit awful. Um, but the Broncos have been unable to score either. You're probably going to take the under on this game, and it should be like a 12-9 win for the Raiders. Yeah. I, I'm going to take a 12-9 win for Denver. Just because it's at home, the defense is fantastic. Uh, their secondary is excellent. Sertain should probably shut down Devontae Adams. I don't like anything I see out of the Raiders right now. G- give me Denver. You see the uh, the the story going on with with Josh McDaniels and the fact that they really cannot fire him based on you know money, uh, you know basically just yes, but money they, reasons. They, they could, but the owner has given him the full vote of confidence that he he's okay with it being right. a slow and, and slow turnaround. There's there's really nothing else he can say considering exactly. if he told him he sucked, he cannot do anything with them because of what they've done in the past with coaches that they've fired recently, you and, know, and overpaid and have to keep paying for not working. So it's it's kind of a mess there in the in uh in Raider Town. All right, 425 games. We'll get to that Cowboy game next, but Bengals Steelers is here. Uh, Bengals minus four on the road. Uh, they get fresh off the bye as well. I love teams that just kind of come off the bye. I think it really gives them a week of rest. Come back. Uh, Burrow should be firing. Uh, you got Jamar Chase still out, so you got Boyd that has to slot in to those starting lineups in fantasy, and they get to play a Steelers team uh, that's just been you know getting beat up as of late. They are coming off a win in New Orleans. You know the T.J. Watt effect. He is back, so I think he continues to wreak you know havoc and you know we can't forget week one do you not remember mm-hmm. the overtime win the Steelers had but I think the Bengals get their revenge uh on on that lock of the week lock of the week Bengals mm. minus four lock of the uh, week you're going lock of the week there you know lock my, my lock of the week doesn't T. Higgins come. will have 30 points T. Higgins 30. I, 30 I'd like that as well he's in he's in the starting lineups there yeah I think they they get the win there. It's not my lock of the week. We'll get to that when we get to our primetime games, but I'll take the Bengals as well. Now let's get to game of the week, America's game of the week. Cowboys, Vikings, that might have the most insane spread of all time. Dallas <laughs> opened as a two-point favorite on the road against the Vikings coming off that win against Buffalo. Cowboys with that disappointing loss to the Packers. Uh, I, I think I understand the spread a little bit after kind of oh, diving good. into it. you can explain it to me. I think it's ridiculous no matter what. But 
I think, you know, it's it's ridiculous because it's on the road. That's why I don't right. understand. If this was at home, I'd understand the spread completely and I wouldn't have any yeah. problem. But on the road, with the Cowboys being favorites, it just doesn't make that much sense. But the more I looked at it, maybe here's some reasoning. You have the Vikings that are coming off a win in which you could say they got lucky. You know, if Josh yeah. Allen doesn't fumble that ball, they are they they have a loss and they're seven. If Jefferson doesn't just, catch the fourth right. and eighteen catch so, of the century. You know, but but you know, and they're seven and two. The Cowboys, on the other hand, if they don't, you know, they don't usually blow fourteen point leads in the fourth quarter, and they would be seven and two. So you're looking at a team that should have the same record, and the Cowboys should be going in with a with a win, and the Vikings should go, be going in with a loss. And I think that's what the odds makers are looking at, and they're not reading too much into the you know ending result of last week's, but basically on what should be happening, and if those things did happen, what is the spread? Here's what I just. What I hate about that is that's not what happened. You know, you know that you, you don't just you can't just look back and say, what if this they would have won? The Cowboys lost and the Vikings won. So I, I don't you know, I'm not taking that much into, you know, the effect of how I picked this game. If you wanted my honest, non-biased opinion, I'd pick the Vikings. I, that's who I'm more confident to win the game at home. I, you know, I'm going to be a little biased and stick with my boys and and hope they pull this one out. I'll say this, you know, as just a quick analysis. I'm going to be hard on him because I, you know, we've seen more from him. Where's Micah Parsons been the last two, three weeks? You know, I hate to say it. He's always in there making, you know, impact, but I haven't seen him get to the quarterback in a minute. I haven't seen him, you know, be dominant as he was to start the year in a a little bit. You know, he's, he's got to come up big for this defense. He's got to be the, uh, the, the star player. And I think if he does that, it'll give that, you know, them that boost on defense, you know, Diggs. We'll have a tough matchup with Jefferson, but if there's anyone that I trust to, you know, at least, you know, contain him, it'd be Trayvon Diggs. So, you know, it's it's going to be a tall task for the defense, but if Parsons shows up and he wreaks havoc, they're going to give this team a chance to win. So, oh God, I have so many angles on this thing. You know, Je- Jefferson came up on the injury report with a toe injury, so can I just start praying to the gods that it takes a week <laughs> off? I'll even forfeit my fantasy football win for Jefferson to take the week off. You know, there's so many things. I mean, obviously, the Cowboys have owned Kirk Cousins. You know, everything that Minnesota has been going on, this, this you know, big streak of theirs has been one one possession, you know, uh, one, uh, you know, w- within eight-point wins. So, you know, at some point, that luck runs out. My problem with Dallas is I, I took a look at this this week. When, when was the last good team they won, they beat? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if you look at the schedule, right, this is, I mean, since Dak's been back, we beat Chicago and Detroit. Yep. I mean, not exactly the top of the NFC right there. Prior to that, we beat the Rams, who are having an awful season. We beat Washington before when they were just decimate and, and you know, Carson Wentz was playing. We beat the Giants, who no, neither one of us think is really that great of a team. And we beat Cincinnati, which, OK, good win, especially for Cooper Rush. Especially when we, you know, when Dak got hurt and we thought the season was over. But overall, we haven't beat a great team. No, nope. so and you got to be good. Now, to, you got to be great teams to be considered, you know, the 100%. top. So it's a, it's a huge opportunity. The the reason Micah Parsons has been not the same player is he played off the line, right? He played a traditional, you know, weak side linebacker last week because of what the, the expectation was that they were going to run, 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 and that is not his forte. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the league when we know that they're going to throw the ball and they, we can pin it back, pin the ears back, and you know release the hounds. That's when Micah Parsons is at his best. You know, 100 miles an hour at all costs. 
When he's playing in space, he's not the same player. The biggest person in this game, the most important player on either side of the ball in this game is Dalvin Cook. Because if Minnesota can run the ball effectively with Dalvin Cook and Madison, we're fucked. Yeah. Right? If we can stop the run and get this into a situation where Kirk Cousins has to go back on every third down and third downs and eights and third downs and tens, he, I feel very confident about our chances to win. Because I'll tell you right now, the Vikings' secondary is god-awful. If Prescott can't throw for three touchdowns and 285 yards, then something's wrong. And then we get Zeke back. We'll have the two-headed monster. Offensively, I'm not worried. We'll put points up on the Vikings like everybody does. Right. But offensive or defensively, we have to stop Dalvin Cook first. Have yeah. to. Well, I look at this uh, just from the, the big picture. You play the Vikings this week, and you play the Giants next week on a short week on Thanksgiving. If you can, if you can turn this around and get to 8-3, and three, by beating two of the top teams, you know, in terms of record in the uh, NFC, right. it's a huge then opportunity. The then we get the for, AFC South for three weeks. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's really big for the Cowboys to win this game. I don't have the utmost confidence. I think it'll be a really good game. I'm not saying yeah. that this team doesn't have a chance, but they're going to have to play really, you know, excellent football to, to win that game. Yeah. All right, let's get to Sunday and Monday night games, the primetime matchups. I'll get... Do we really have to watch the Chargers again? No, no, no. Two no, weeks no, no, in a row? No, no, don't. Two weeks in a row on Sunday I'm getting night. to my lock of the week uh, on Sunday night. And it's not what you think. I'm not going here and I'm taking the Chiefs on the road, whatever. Look, I think the Chargers know that they need to win this week really, really bad. And what's better to have to win than when you get Keenan Allen practicing, possibly being back, Mike Williams practicing, possibly being back this week. I'll say this. If one of them are back, I'll stick with it. But I'd love for, for both of them to be back. If neither of them play, then cancel the lock of the week, and I'm changing it. But <laughs> both these guys play, and they're on the field. The Chargers know they need this game really, really bad. And the Chargers, they, they've played the Chiefs pretty, you know, pretty, pretty well in, in previous, you know, matchups, you know, in recent, you know, matchups. They played them close, even if they've lost. Um, I think my lock of the week is the Chargers plus six money line. Take them to, in an upset at home. They need the win bad. Wow. Herbert's going to come out firing with with his weapons back. I think he 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 knows he has to outdo Mahomes. I think if there's any quarterback in the league that that you know can step up to the challenge, it's Herbert. And I and I think the Chargers are are a big in a big spot to win uh, Sunday night. Oh, that's cute. You know, you you got your boy crush, your man crush, <laughs> and you ran, you're running with it. You know, his his silky gold locks, that's that's great. I, I'm not on that bandwagon whatsoever. Mm. This, you know, unfortunately, obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster is in concussion protocol. That sucks because he was really turning it on. But, you know, when he went down, uh, Valdez-Scantling, you know, played well in his absence. Uh, hopefully, McCall Hardman will be back this week. I know he's still dealing with the ab, ab issue. But overall, Isaiah... Uh, Pacheco uh, looked really good last week. I think that gives him another dimension of this offense. I, I just I can't see any way that Casey goes into L.A. right now and loses. I just, you know, the weather won't be a factor. This team is humming. The offense looks phenomenal. Mahomes is the MVP. I, I don't see them losing this game. I just, I don't. All right, so you go Chiefs there. And it brings us to our last game Monday night, 49ers, Cardinals. Cardinals keeping themselves in it with a win against the Rams, but it's not sure if uh, Kyler Murray uh, will be back. 
uh, to play this game. Colt McCoy also got injured on the game. <laughs> Who's so, going to start this game? Who's going to play this game? Uh, you know, if he's out and Colt McCoy's out, who is going to play? Not really sure. You got Trace McSorley at quarterback three, which is not good there. Oh, that would hysterical. I, I think with the injuries at quarterback, you know, it's, it's so up in the air. They played good still with Colt McCoy, uh, but this 49ers team uh, is going to find a way not only to start winning games, which they've won two in a row, I think they're going to start racking up wins, and I think they're going to try to find a way to win this NFC West. I, I think Seattle is a good team. I think they should be a wild card team, but I think this 49ers team is going to go on a little bit of a run, uh, try to win this division, and I'll take them in this one. Minus eight, I think you got to lay it down and, and take yeah. them. Yeah, it, and, you know, for my team, you said it right at the beginning. You're having issues with running backs. I mean, my large money fantasy football league, I have been dying with running backs. I mean, my team is so good. The Kelsey, I've got Josh Allen, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, you know, Christian Kirk. Like, I mean, it's been a great team, but running backs, I throw out like Jalen Warren and, and Chase Edmonds, you know, like, I mean, just whoever's not working at Walmart this week. This week, I picked up Elijah Mitchell, right? I, I won him on my, uh, you know, my, uh, my, whatever you call it, the waiver wire. Mm. Pray to God that he can be the Elijah Mitchell, not only of last week, but previous to the injury. And let, you know, McCaffrey do his little, you know, onesie twosies and have 50 catches out of the backfield. But yeah. give the ball, please, 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 Elijah Mitchell. And then just come on, Debo Samuel, are you <laughs> going to start playing this year? Like, I don't think that San Francisco will go far if Debo Samuel doesn't get his head out of his ass. Because, yeah. you know, this 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 Christian McCaffrey piece is great. The Elijah Mitchell running game is great. You know, Ayuk's playing much better. But George Kittle has been a lesser weapon this year. Debo Samuel has been non-existent. And obviously the defense is phenomenal. So it has all the makings of going on a major run. But against really good teams, Debo and George Kittle have to play better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that as well. But the 49ers just have this kind of offensive game plan where I don't think they go into a game saying this guy has to get touches, this guy has to get the ball. They just go into it and say we have so many guys. It doesn't matter who gets the ball. It's just whoever's open and whoever has the Kill best opportunity. My team. You know, you get the ball. So I'll take them to win. But who knows what will happen on that fantasy front for the 49ers? It's different every week. That's week 11 in the NFL. Uh, we'll, There's a lot to cover. Yeah, a lot there to. You know, to go over there, we fit it in. Uh, but we'll we'll have a fun week this week. We'll we'll stay up. We'll, we'll get up early Saturday for UCF. We'll stay up late yep. for Pac-12. Um, yep. We'll have a good week. You know, a good Sunday of of some football there. Hopefully, the Cowboys figure out a way to get it done. Uh, I know. And then you go on break for Thanksgiving week. You know, I can't wait. You know, I need <sighs> school to uh, to to be be Pause. done with. Uh, you know, sooner you need than later. Sleep, buddy. You know, you haven't slept in like two months, yeah. so need some, you can, need some I, I have sleep. a feeling you'll be sleeping all week. Yep, might, might have to be. We'll see everybody next week.